0: Listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Along with JP and Mr. T, we're here till midnight. That's when Freddie and Fitzsimmons continue the conversation here on 98.7 ESPN. Don LaGreca, Pete Stimkowski, Kenny Albert, great job as always. This was a tough one for the Rangers. This was a tough loss. Now they played well, and you heard what Don said in the postgame. When you play like this as a young team, you will win most of these games. You will. You're going against the Stanley Cup champions who have been hot, hot. This is, what, their third streak of seven or more consecutive wins this season? So you knew going in that this was going to be a tough battle, especially coming off the tough weekend against the Flyers. But you like how they sounded. You like how they sounded at the end of the game. Getting ready for next, next week, or the next game rather, not next week. <laughs> Getting ready for, for Thursday night when they face Washington. You like how they feel. They know it's a missed opportunity. They put it behind them and let's go. So now it's incumbent upon them and they're not going to lose much ground. We'll keep an eye on the scoreboard. It doesn't look like they'll lose a lot of ground, but they could have gained ground. And see your, your opponent, as far as the Rangers are concerned, is games left on the schedule. Aside from, because you can't control what other teams do. Whether they win or lose, you got nothing to do with that. The only thing you can do is handle your business. And handling your business means winning the games, you have to win. And you have a slimmer margin for error as the games tick off the schedule. So we'll see what happens with them. And, uh, you know, I still like how this team is playing. I still think they got a shot. They're just a, a couple of games out of that uh, final playoff spot. And so once again, though, going through this situation, the experience is invaluable for these young players. Invaluable. They're learning key moments in games, pressure. They're getting all that experience. It's great. This is what you want to go through. This is how you build character. This is how you build experience. This is how you build chemistry. This is how you build camaraderie. This is everything. There's no negative to this. There's no negative. Even if they fall short, there's no negative. As far as learning the process, knowing what it takes to win, mentally and physically, and then being able to execute on the ice. And as I said, if they continue to play like this, they'll be okay. They'll be all right. Thursday, Capitals, Saturday, Debs. They should be in good shape. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. Well, I had a good time last night talking about the Knicks' win over the Houston Rockets because – After I stopped talking about that, nobody else has talked about the Knicks win over the Houston Rockets since. And that's because of the situation with Spike Lee. Everybody's been talking about it. He was on First Take with Stephen A., Molly, and Max. He was on the Michael K. Show with Peter and Don, and Michael, of course. And just to get you caught up, Spike believes believes he's being targeted by James Dolan. Do you think there's any chance that you're being targeted here, Spike?
2: Yes, I've said it several times, probably. I'm being harassed by James Dolan. I do not know the reason why I'm being harassed. I mean, that's quite quite a charge. It's got got this, 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 no. I know everyone at the Garden, the ushers security, ushers Who've been, who seen my children grow up? My daughter's 24, my my, my son's 22. We would bring our, was crazy because he was playing, but we had more infants in our arms. These guys have to look, I don't even speak to them because I know they get in trouble if they're speaking to me. So we got a little look, just look at each other, give us a smile, and we. Know, I don't want nobody to fight. So I understand. I understand that people walk. On eggshells in Nash nice Square Garden. Because James don't defy your ass any second.
1: That was Spike Lee on the Michael K. Show. He had some other comments which we'll share with you shortly. But let's try to recap what happened. Okay. Um, Spike Lee, going to the game last night, went in through what reporters go through and employees. Penn Plaza, which is the 33rd Street entrance to Madison Square Garden, 33rd and 8th. In the, gosh, years and years and years that I have gone to and covered Nick games, I have seen Spike Lee go through that entrance. He and I have gone through that entrance together. I've seen him leave through that entrance, the ramp to go out that way. So now, according to him, He came through the employee's entrance, as he normally does. His ticket was scanned, and he got on the elevator. When he got on, and once again, according to him, he was among several other fans who got on the elevator. The elevator did not move. He was asked to get off said elevator because he can't go through that entrance anymore. So, immediately, let's stop right there. If he was, because I will tell you, from experience, if you don't belong in that entrance, you don't go through that entrance. Garden security will not let you through that entrance. In other words, everybody can't come through that entrance. Even if you have a ticket, you can't come through that entrance sometimes. Okay? Sometimes you can't. So, he was allowed to go through the entrance, His ticket was scanned. He was placed on the elevator with some other folks. He was asked to get off the elevator. He did not get off the elevator. Elevator goes upstairs. According to Spike, when when the door opens upstairs, number of security there, saying that he's got to, understand this now, go back downstairs, go outside the garden, come back around, and go through the proper entrance on 31st Street. Okay. Let me just give you a sneak peek. And once again, this is based on Spike Lee's account. The Michael K Show has asked for Mr. Dolan to come in and answer the charges and give his side of the story. We'll see if he will come in tomorrow. Here's what, just an opinion, here's what security should have done. Would we'll have cleared everything up. Hey, Spike. We would prefer that you come in through the other entrance on 4-PEN. Don't use 8-PEN anymore. Next time you come in, go to 4-PEN. Then we're not having this conversation. It's very simple. Logically, why would you ask anyone to leave the building and come back in another way? First of all, how are they getting back in? Your tickets are already scanned. You gonna let them back in? I mean there's there's signs all over. Once you leave, you're done. It's not like you're gonna get, it's not like you're at the club, they're gonna give you a little stamp on your wrist. <laughs> now, nah, you you can come back in. You show me that stamp. You put the you know the little the blue the little blue light on it. Yeah, okay, you in. Okay, you can come back. You got the little stamp. <laughs> they don't do that there. What sense does it make? for you to make the man walk outside walk outside the building and come back in another way very simple yo spike man do me a favor can't come in this way anymore and that should have been when he walked into that at that that entrance hey spike oh they didn't tell you man listen next time man look i hook you up here next time come in the other way From then, we're not even talking about before he gets on the elevator. We're not even talking about before he gets scanned. Because if they tell him before it's scanned, once again, none of this happens. We're not talking about this today. We're still talking about, huh, how did Knicks beat the Houston Rockets? That's what we would be talking about today. We would be talking about, hey, you know what? What a great debut for Leon Rose. He comes in, Nick president. Knicks play probably, probably – is, can you think of a, a better win for this team since they've had wins that begin with ones and twos in the season? No. Maybe the Spurs a couple of years ago, maybe that's it. And then it goes on and on and on. It just it's just it's mind boggling how these situations continue to be mishandled with just a little, you know, a little communication. That's all it takes. That's it. Somebody should have told him. You know, the garden should have told him. There was a miscommunication somewhere. Somebody didn't do their job. Somebody missed Got it. But now once he's here, can you let the man go to his seat and watch the game? And we'll figure it out later. Just like when he also said on the Michael K show, a month ago, when they asked him, he can't go down the ramp, they asked him to go out another way. Okay, listen. He's in the building. Hey, Spike, listen, man. Uh Can't go out this way now. We want you to go out this way. We'll, we'll have your people take you out that way. Simple. That's all it takes. That's it. A little calm, little communication. And we're not talking about Spike Lee all day long and the Knicks getting killed again all day long for something that could be easily handled and done it the right way. I mean, for this to happen again, I mean, we just had Charles Oakley, what, 2017, 2018? We just had the Charles Oakley situation. I mean, we just had, what is it that, that they consistently screw this situate, situations like these up? I mean, it, it is, as a Nick fan, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You've got a guy, we're not even talking about how much money he's paid. Let's put that aside. You've got a guy who has been probably the Jack Nicholson of your, of your fans. He's been the guy who's been the face of what Nick fans go through. He's been the guy who has shown you his heart and his loyalty and his support. And he's been the guy who's really not killed them on a number of occasions. Other people, he has, listen, he has to be Michael Rappaport because <laughs> Michael Rappaport will light them up. He's not been that way. He's been a calm guy, jokes a little bit about him you know, but continues to try to endorse them and and give them his support. And to be honest, this is silly. This is dumb. This, that it has blown up to this proportion is ridiculous because a very simple situation of just somebody with some communication that would have gotten this snuffed out before it got to be this big. I mean, you're talking about Not letting a guy off the elevator? And here's the other thing that makes you wonder. Okay, so why is it that he can't come through through that entrance, but other people can come through that entrance? When he was asked to get off the elevator, they didn't empty the elevator. He wanted an elevator alone. There were other people on the elevator that came in and got their ticket scanned just like he got his scan. Well, how come they weren't asked to go out of the building and go all the way around the block? I hope James Dolan comes on the show with Michael K so we can get some answers to this. Because then maybe I can understand it, but based on the information that we have now, and based on, you know, some, could have been better word selection in some of the statements that have been made by the garden, like laughable and, and Spike Lee is a victim here is laughable. I mean, you know, come on guys. This, this, this petty pillow fight stuff is not helping the bottom line. And the bottom line is the new guys are here trying to re-image the brand. If this is reimaging the brand, we got major issues. If this is how the brand is going to look, we're not going to have a free agent come in here till the year 2030.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Gotta tell you before I get to the calls, I give the Brooklyn Nets a lot of credit and I'm shaking my head at the Boston Celtics. Boston was giving the Knicks, uh, giving the Nets all they could handle. I mean, they were just blowing them away. And the Nets are now in overtime with the Celtics because the Nets scored, get this, 51 points in the fourth quarter. 51. 51. Boston scored 34, which should have been enough with their lead that they should be, that we should be watching the the Lakers Sixers on TNT right now. (laughs) That's what we should be watching. And now the Nets are up four in overtime and Marcus Smart has fouled out. And of course, um, the Celtics are with the, without a couple players tonight. So, you know, you just, it's, it's like, what's going on? 51 points. Fifty one Wow. That's a, whew, that now that's a defensive breakdown. <laughs> that's a defensive breakdown. And then that's a you know, they're feeling themselves now. They've got listen, they're going in the overtime. It's their game to win. They're up six. Three fourteen left to go. To the phones we go. Robbie's in Lennox. Robbie you're up first on ESPN New York tonight.
3: Hey Larry, how are you? I'm no okay, good, partner. What's going Raiders on? Tonight?
1: Well,
4: I
3: wanted to talk a little about the Ranger game tonight. You know mm-hmm. they they played hard. They played tough against a smothering team. This is what I expected tonight. I expect a low scoring game against St. Louis. In the third period, I expected the St. Louis to, you know, to find a way to score. They get a cheap goal of Georgiev and obviously, you know, the, the way the Blues play, they don't give you much. I mean, this is why they're the champs. I mean, they don't they're not flashy, but they're really tough and they miss Chris Kreider. I don't care what anybody says, sure they, right now, they miss Chris Kreider. Absolutely. But one of the problems with David Quinn tonight is why are you playing this third line? I mean, Heagel and, and and Kako and and Howden were on the line so much to say he played Kako up front with Panarin. Look, Panarin when he doesn't score they don't win. It's interesting to know when, when the Tummy Panera doesn't score, the Rangers don't win. And the thing is they're a one line team and the other thing I'm wondering is why the third line was played so much tonight. He's got two minutes left and he's got the third line on the ice. He's got Brendan Lemieux on the ice. The guy who hasn't scored, you know, since I was in grade school <laughs> on a line on a fourth line. And the other thing is if Julian Gautier is a six foot four kid, he's a big kid, get him on the line with Zabanja Let him open up. He's the type of kid who can knock guys around. He's six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds. Give him a chance. He's playing him on the fourth line. I thought he wasted him tonight. And as far as Spike Lee's concerned, you know what? The guy Spike Lee, for crying out loud, let him in the damn building. Why is it the Knicks have so many issues and the Rangers are going places? I don't get it. It's amazing with the Knicks. It is. By the way, yeah, and Larry, you know what? Uh, looking at the highlights of the game last night against Houston,
4: mm-hmm.
3: nobody plays any defense anymore, Larry. I can't stand it watching the NBA sometimes. Mm-hmm. Nobody plays defense. How many dunks and layups can you watch without somebody trying to – you know, you know, just put a body in front of someone. It's amazing. Yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts on RJ on RJ Barrett and his development as far as what you think he could be.
1: I think he's so. getting better, Robbie. Thanks for the phone call. I like what I see from him. I, I think his shooting is getting better. His shot selection is getting better. I wish his free throw shooting would improve, uh, along with his other teammates on 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 that Knicks team. Because even though they're not a really good team, their their record would be better if they were able to get some, you know, hit some free throws. Uh, but I like what I've seen from him. He's improving his assists. He's looking to run the floor. He's giving them better energy. Obviously, he was hurt because it, you just seem that over the past week or so, he just seems to be have more energy, more, more liveliness. Uh, but for me, the biggest thing that, that I like about him, as I mentioned, is the fact that, yeah, he, his shot, his shot selections better. He's shooting the ball better. Uh, the other issue I have with him. Yeah, you're right. It's a lot of dunks, but look at the regular season, Robbie. That's the way it is. It's an up and down game. It's a three point game. Uh, it's, it's, it's not a whole lot of defense. Uh, but you have to play defense in spurts. And I think that's what you see with teams now that there are times when they can, they can close and try to close a team out. And, and that's what you start to see sometimes in the fourth quarter. When it's when it's quote winning time unquote, you start to see teams play a little better, tougher defense. Uh, The Knicks really don't play good defense, so they're if you're judging by them, (laughs) don't because they have a lot of struggles. They have bad communication on defense. They got some young kids. They got some veterans who don't really hustle all the time and give you that defensive effort that you need to be competitive in the NBA. So that that's what you find sometimes. But yeah. I hear what you're saying. It's about dunks and three pointers. It's about entertainment in the NBA right now. TJ's in North Bergen. What's up, TJ? You're next on 98.7 ESPN.
5: Larry, how are
1: you? I'm doing good. TJ, what's I, going on?
5: I, I just I, I disagree. I mean, number number one, uh, first of all, the NBA is in no defense league. It's it's all about stats. It's all
1: about well, not in, in the postseason. In the regular season, uh, yes. In the postseason, I, though. I, no. I, I disagree. I, how many games go below ninety in the postseason? Well, with, with three pointers, TJ, games aren't going to be below ninety postseason or regular season because people are putting well, up they threes. Still
5: don't. they don't they don't they don't go below ninety in the postseason anyway. Because teams pointers, are
1: putting up threes. They, okay, the the Rockets put up fifty 30, threes last night. So I'm saying, 30%, you know,
5: 30%. the bottom line is, is Spike Lee. How, honestly, how how many tickets has he paid for?
1: Probably about ten million. 10 million dollars uh, in tickets he's right. been going 25 but listen TJ here's the thing 25 it, uh, years. TJ you know TJ, TJ Aranger,
5: you know how much Ranger. TJ it, it doesn't T- matter it doesn't
1: TJ it doesn't matter if the guy's got a ticket he belongs think, to come in the building I don't care how many tickets he's built
5: success. they're a victim of their own success he comes in the door that he comes in if he yeah. if he if 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 they're going to tell him to go up a different ramp he goes up a different ramp he's right. a ticket
1: holder Exactly and that's what they should that's have done and, and if they had done that TJ we wouldn't be having this conversation
5: uh, the bottom line is is you know what he he's paid a lot of money like all of us has paid money for these tickets Yep If if he's told to go somewhere else he goes somewhere
1: else Exactly So we don't we don't disagree he was never told to go somewhere else So that's why we're having this conversation. That's why I said earlier, all they had to do, thanks for the call, TJ. All they had to do was say to him, Hey, listen, you can't come in this door anymore. Go around the other door. Don't, don't scan his ticket. Don't let him in that door. Hey, Spike, we don't want you to come in this door now, man. Go to the other door. If they had done that, none of this would happen. We wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have known that he wasn't going in the same door. So TJ, we're on the same page. 1-800-919-3776 one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Zach is in the car. What's up, Zach? You're next on 987.
6: Hey,
5: Larry. I just wanted to uh, uh, let you know that the whole spike, the spike debacle is a little getting
4: too, too much heat.
5: The Knicks were completely out of line on the laughable on the PR statement. But I wanted to get your thoughts on Leon Rose and what he's going to have coming for us in the 2020 free agency and draft. And also – I think we should completely cut ties with Julius Randle. You know a lot about what
7: the team's doing. Yeah, I, Zach, I don't
1: anymore. think you're well, here's the thing with him, Zach. He's got, he's got another – he's got two more years left on his deal. So I don't think you're going to get anything – honestly, I think he'll be back next season, and then I think you, you can move, move him, him. I think you can move him next season because the following season is an expiring contract. So then you got to, because right now, Zach. Here's the thing: if you were another NBA team, would you want Julius Randall on your team right now? Not a chance in hell. There you go. So, uh-huh. so, so if no other team we wants him, every night if you're no, stuck with him. Well, here's the thing that needs to be done with him, Zach. And thanks for the phone call. For me, here's the thing that needs to be done for him. Okay, stop dribbling the basketball. You don't. Dri- you don't. You you can't bring the ball up. And if they had a really, really good point guard, and and I noticed that usually when Alfred Payton is playing, he doesn't dribble as much, but he just looks at himself as a fantastic dribbler who dribbles through a double team and always gets stripped. And it's always going down the other way. And to make matters worse, he's down at this end arguing with the officials for a foul. He's not even going back helping to try to, try to even up the the, the 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 you know even up the floor for his mistake. He's down here arguing with the official like I got fouled. Maybe you did. But can you get back and try to help your team defend and then if there's a foul or something you can discuss it with the official then? That would be helpful. That would really be helpful if you could do something like that. And it's and it's constant. You know what I'm saying? It's not the first time it happens. It's frustrating. He is, he is a very talented low post player. He gives you low post moves in the box. He does a nice job offensively. Okay. But unfortunately, he's like, he's like a stat compiler. All right. And there's nights where he just, he just disappears. You don't see him. So, you know, um, it's tough for him right now because you don't have a lot of other talent around him because he, he, he needs to be like your, your third best player. If he's your third best player, you can deal with him. If he has those mistakes and has those turnovers and stuff, you can deal with him because he's not going to be on the floor that often. You're not looking for him to give you, you know, the focus of your offense. Right now with Marcus Morris gone to the Clippers, He's the focus of the Knicks' offense. He's the guy that they really try to get involved in and and look for them to get scoring from him, and of course RJ Barrett as well, and you know uh, uh, Kevin Knox and Mitchell Robinson and other people like that. But of your starters, he's the guy that you need to score at least. You need a double figure double 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 out of him to have a chance at winning games. And he can't do that if he's turning the basketball over at the rate that he's turned it over. So, Zach, I understand why you're done with him. I do. But I don't think the Knicks are going to get rid of him. And, and who would want him? Who's going to trade for him right now? Your best bet, if you're Leon Rose, is this. What you do is you, you've got every scout that you have scanning every tournament in March Madness. Because for me... That's where you really see what players can do. When it's tournament time, it's one and done, there's pressure. How do guys respond in these situations? Young players and matchups and stuff like that. That's where, so if I'm a Knicks scout, if I'm Leon Rose, all my scouts are going across the country. I need you to watch these players and tell me who are the best players that are going to be available in the draft. That's what he's got to do. That's number one. Number two, in the meantime, I hope he's doing his homework on trying to find who's going to be the general manager and who's going to be the head coach so we can decide what is going to be the identity of this basketball team going forward. Because you need to know what kind of players you're going to have to play, what kind of offense you're going to have. The NBA right now is a three-point shooting team. That's what it is. If you don't have three-point shooters on your team, you're not winning very many games in the NBA right now. You're just not. So we know the Knicks need a point guard, desperately. And we know they need to improve on their three-point shooting. So those are the two things that you know you definitely have to have. So let's start there.
0: You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7
1: ESPN. Getting your thoughts on the Knicks and Spike Lee opening up. Hey, I want to hear from some Nets fans. You got... <laughs> Boston gave up in the fourth quarter and overtime. You ready, folks? 62 points. They were outscored 62-36. They were outscored 51-34 in the fourth quarter by the Nets. And then outscored 11-2 in the overtime. And Nets win that game. That is a huge win for a Nets team that's been struggling. That's a huge win. That's, that's one of those where if they go, if they win a couple of games, you look back at this game, you're like, hmm, no, I know, no Tatum. I know that, that Boston was missing some folks. I got it. But when you have a lead, they were up by at least 20 at one point in that game. I mean, they were dominating Brooklyn, dominating them. You can't lose that game. You can't, You just can't. You cannot lose that game if you're Boston. Hi, to the Manhattan. You're next on 98.7. Larry, with Spike Lee,
4: this has nothing to do, nothing at all to do with which door he went into, who told who this. nothing at all. This is bad blood between the two. He could have dropped his sweater on the floor, and it could have been an argument. I watched Spike today on the uh Stephen A. Smith's show, and you could see he has an agenda, in a way. He, you know, he's saying the Knicks haven't been good in 50. I mean, this is not the time you bring that up. You want to bring up your beef. And he's bringing up things like, don't bring up, you know, don't treat me like Charles Oakley. All right, now, and the same point, Dolan's probably got something against him. He's got an agenda against Spike Lee. Maybe he figures he doesn't need his money anymore. I've been told that those tickets, if Spike Lee gave him up, would be sold the next day for double the price. So maybe it's not so valuable having Spike Lee. See. I mean, there's no more loyalty in anything in life mm-hmm. anymore. So that's out the window. I mean, Spike is bringing up the fact that I've been gumming 30 years, and this my father, you know, unfortunately in life, as we're learning, There's no more loyalty toward anybody in anything. It's business, right, Richard? Right, you know? So I don't think this has anything to do. The two of them are just going to have to settle it and show a good – I mean, for the best of the Knicks franchise – for the best for each other. I mean, it's got to be a symbiotic relationship because both are benefiting from it. I can see both points of view, but this certainly has nothing to do about what Dory went into. Nothing at all. It was bad blood. You know, when you know somebody in family and relationships, in the office, and something happens where there's an argument, Larry. Mm -hmm. It's not from what just occurred. It was something that
1: was building up, obviously, right, Larry? This was Usually, you're right, Richard, but here's the thing for me. And I hear what you're saying, but you guys are adults. Then you need to settle this behind closed doors. This not is no good for everybody. That's not not
4: the only lose. Bad publicity, uh, sure. This is not good for either of them. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. on the day where this the... the, the size, I don't think this helps anyone. It doesn't. No, and especially, doesn't Richard. Stupid. Especially. you would think darling with more money should have been able to figure this out. <laughs> it's it's but, a no-brainer. I mean, he, The only thing I can think of, he's saying, hey, I can get his tickets and get double the price. I don't need him around. Or maybe he wants somebody younger there, somebody more, I don't know, a bigger star. I don't know. Because you can't tell me, Larry, in all these big sporting events and all, you get all these eight-list kind of people. They don't act stupid at a game. They don't (laughs) spill drinks, yelling at women at the game. Come on, it has to go on. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, Richard, it does. Thanks for the phone call. It does. I'm sure it does. But then both of them need to grow up and let's handle this behind closed doors. You can't have this happen. Okay. You can't have this happen on the day that your president starts and he's attending his first game as president and you have a nice win in, in a competitive game where RJ Barrett may have played his best game of the season, and you be the team that's a, that's a playoff team. They're the fourth team in the West. Houston is. You can't have this happen on that day. Even if you say even, so guess what? If whatever it is, then let them in the building. Talk to him. Talk to him today. Don't have, you can't have that happen yesterday. You just can't. It's a, what's today's phrase? It's a bad optic. Especially for a team that's been struggling and now trying to turn over a new leaf with new personnel. New image, new image guy, new president. Trying to build some momentum. Trying to look at some things positive. On the day he comes in, nice win finally be Houston and in Houston in what, seven years. And then this ends up to be the story of the day when it shouldn't have to be John's in Westchester. Hey, John, you're next on 987
4: ESPN. I got it.
1: Hi, how are you? Larry? All right, John, what's up? I have a question. So I assume we're going for a coach before the draft, right? I would think, uh, yeah, I would think so. I would hope so. I mean, it, 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 well, <laughs> but if we don't, then we're we're locked back
5: into players that don't necessarily fit the new coach's system, and vice versa. Be the same
4: old Knicks.
1: Yeah, you're probably right, John. That's why I do think that that a general manager and a head coach, I think, will be in place before the draft, and then. Uh, right after the draft, you've got, you know, some free agency coming up in July. So this is a big time for the Knicks. They really need to, to find out where they're going. And as I mentioned, and you're hundred percent right. And thanks for the phone call. You've got to be able to identify who the coach is because you need to know your style of play. You need to know what you got to do. Are you, and you've got some decisions to make on some young players that you've got right now. Okay. It, it. Your new coach and your new GM has to come in and evaluate the talent. And you've got to be honest. Does Frank Nilakina have a future on this team, yes or no? Does Kevin Knox have a future on this team, yes or no? Are we keeping Damian Dotson? What's going on with the Alonzo Trier? Iggy. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to have to make decisions on guys who really haven't played a lot in some cases. Now for me, it would be very simple. These, some of these guys should have been playing for Westchester most of this season. If you're not going to play them in, I mean, that's what they do in baseball. If the guy's not good enough or he's not going to get playing time with the big club, what do they do? They send him down to the A team. He gets seasoned. He gets experience. And when he's really good or there's an injury or something like that, they call him up. So why can't the Knicks do that? They have the Westchester team, which is running the same offense that the big club runs. You mean you, you couldn't send... Nilakina down there for a couple of, of of games. You couldn't send Trier down there for a couple of games so we could see what his shooting would be and he would stay in rhythm. So when you brought him back, he would be ready to go. You couldn't do that? Knox couldn't have gone to the G League? That wouldn't have benefited him any? Because he certainly looks like he's lost some confidence. Now, he had a really good game against Houston and played okay against Chicago. So you saw some signs, but it's not about signs. It's about consistency and growth and trying to get your players better by coaching them up. And, you know, I'm not saying the coaching staff is not doing their job. That's not my place. I'm not there every day. I'm not embedded with the club. I'm not going to practices. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is these guys, some of these guys, And we talk about Kevin Knox. Yeah, we're picking on him a little bit. He's taking a step back. You know it and I know it. And he knows it. So that's what you need to find out from your next coaching staff. Can you guys do anything with these players? What are we going to do with them? Are we going to start it with the season? Are they going to be on the roster? Do they have to play their way on the roster? What are we going to do? Because as I said before, I'm tired of watching a team that I root for with wins that begin with one and two for a season. I want to see some win. I want to see a team that their win total begins with a four and a five. I'm done with the one and two. I'm done. I've seen enough of that. And I'm hopeful that this new regime, We'll be able to do that. But it starts with making sure that everybody on staff is on the same page. And I understand that Leon Rose wants to look and see what he's got. And, and he's evaluating everybody while he's here. And he's going to make some changes. And he's going to make some adjustments. And that's what he should do. That's his job. But ultimately, he is going to be decided. His, his success is going to be decided by what happens on the floor when the Knicks take the court. Are they going to be entertaining? Are they going to be fundamentally sound? Are they going to give you an opportunity to say that they will have a chance to be competitive and win games? Because ultimately, that's what you expect from your team. You're invested in this team. As a fan, you want to see. You want to see your team get better. And that's not what you've seen. They continue to struggle. And I don't know. Listen, I'm not in a rush for Leon Rose, formerly of CAA, to wave his magic hand and bring some free agents here. I'm good. Let's wait until you have some young talent that you can sprinkle veteran free agents with. I don't want him to try to try to make this a quick fix. The goal for this franchise has got to be sustainable success. And I know that's what they want to do. Believe me, nobody, and I've known a number of people who work in the upper management in Madison Square Garden, they don't want to come to work saying, oh, God, here we go with the team, we're going to lose again. They're not trying to come and lose intentionally. That's not what they want to do. They don't want to be the laughing stock. They don't want to hear people complaining about them. They don't want to hear all the negativity about their franchise. They want to win. They just have not, the roads and the game plans that they have used to get better just have not panned out. Hopefully Leon Rose will change this momentum, which has been, it's been, it's like going in a maze and you can't find your way out.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Hi, Mike in Queens. You're next on 98.7. Good evening, Larry. How are you? I'm all right, Mike. What's going on?
8: When it comes to the Knicks and, uh, well, like the Jets and the Mets, they always find ways to look even dumber and you you're in awe okay now i understand for security reasons there's different doors for different people people like me there's one door if you're a player another door media another door i get that but now does spike lee make it harder when he says i'm not going to use my door i'm going to go through that door does he make it an issue yes but despite spike lee causing an issue if you're the next you do either option one And you put a guard outside the building. So when he enters or goes up, you tell him, no, you can't go through this door. Because if you let him in, you scan the ticket, and then you tell him to leave, he's going to say, Like he said on first take, you scan my ticket. If I leave, how do I get back in? So to avoid that, you put the guy outside the door, outside the building, and tell Spike Lee, listen, you, you, you can't do this. Follow me. I'll tell you what door to go through. You scan the ticket, you're in. Okay? You try and make it as easy as possible. Now, Spike Lee doesn't listen. You're the next, like, you know what, screw it. Just bite the bullet. Just eat it and let him use whatever door he wants. I mean, he's like, what? He, it's him, what, his bodyguard and maybe a friend, so it's three people. You can't, look, three people in a different door. And Larry, tell me, Spike Lee using a different door, does this cause immunity? Mean, does this cause confusion? Do people follow Spike Lee into a different door, door? Does Spike Lee cause a mass of people to follow him and cause the Knicks to lose their mind? No. Three people. So if you're the Knicks is bite the bullet, because, Larry, he's a celebrity, okay? So, so what, you'll ban him from the building? That's better? Yeah, okay, let's ban Spike Lee. That's going to be, image-wise, that's good for your team, or busting Spike Lee's, you know what? I mean, it's, it's and like when Dolan does that, Oakley, and Larry, the, the regular guy who tells him to sell the team and you ban him from the building. A regular guy, and you ban him because he going sell the team? Larry, the man is Dolan, and he's a child, Larry. He's a troll. He's a baby. He's, he's, he, he's not a man. He's a little baby. He's a child. And he makes the Knicks look stupid and dumb. And, Larry, if you're a player, okay, you're playing the game. You see Spike Lee on the sidelines cheering you on, okay? And the Knicks treat him like – and the Knicks do this to him. If you're a player, how would you feel? That's what you – Spike Lee, that's that's how you treat him? If you're an executive, a GM – I mean, if you're – Larry, if you're a player, a GM, why would you come to the Knicks with all this confusion? Go to Boston, Toronto, Brooklyn, Dallas, where there's no issue, no – Baby G, no baby owner. So why would you come here and deal with this? It's He's a child, Larry. He's a, he's a baby. He has to get his way, and if not, he throws a hissy fit. He's a grown man, and he acts like a baby. You well, I'll tell you this,
1: Mike, and thanks for the phone call. Um, you're right. It's very simple what you said. The bottom line here is if you let him know, because he said, I didn't know I couldn't come through the door. I didn't know I couldn't come through that entrance anymore. And what made it worse, you let him through the entrance. So as Mike said, listen, hey, Spike, change of, change of plan, my friend. We can't come in this way. Let's go around the other way. I'll escort you. Done. Then we're not having this. We're not talking about this. Nobody we have ever known. Nobody would have ever known what would have happened. Nobody would have cared. It's very simple. It's all about communication. That's all they had to do is talk with him. You know, like he said, they got my phone number. When they want their money, they call me. <laughs> but there's not even that. Even if it was a last-minute oversight or somebody dropped the ball or it was a miscommunication upstairs and somebody was supposed to call him and they didn't call him or, or whatever happened. You knew he was coming to this game. This is Harden and Westbrook. This is Houston. Houston don't come in here five or six times a year. They come in one time. One time, you know he was going to be at that game. You knew it. Monday night game, he's going to be there. So guess what? You know he's going to come in that door. Mike, here's the guy. And here's the thing there was a guy there. There's a guy at the door. Just tell him, Spike, you can't come in this door. Let's go the other way. We're not having this. And that's, it's, and it's so funny. And we talk about it and we talk about the frustration and how bad it looks for the Knicks. And, you know, but and other teams make bad mistakes, too. And We shake their head. And like, what are they thinking about? Because it's the little things. You know what I'm saying? People handle the big things. Corporations handle the big things. Teams handle it. People handle it. The big things are covered. You're focused. Okay. We can't let that happen. Oh, this is good. We, we know this is going to happen. We, we got to make sure we guard against this. Oh, wait a minute. Somebody wants to take over. Somebody wants to take over our our company. No, no, no. We got to put these things, put these fail safes in place. We got to do all that. It's the little things that kill you. It's the little things. And had that little thing of taking some communication to let him know that you're no longer able to come in this door would have solved everything. And then I would be sitting here chatting with JP and Mr. T about, you know what? I think Westbrook is more important on this Houston Rockets team than James Harden, the way they're playing right now, because he's the man that's doing some things. That's what we would be be talking about instead of, I can't believe Spike Lee (laughs) was asked to leave the building. You are listening to
0: the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Now here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty.
1: Of course, we begin at the Garden. Statement from the New York Knicks. The idea that Spike Lee is a victim because we have repeatedly asked him not to use our employee entrance. And instead use a dedicated VIP entrance, which is used by every other celebrity who enters the garden, is laughable. It's disappointing that Spike would create this false controversy to perpetuate drama. He is welcome to come to the garden anytime via the VIP or general entrance. Just not through our employee entrance, which is what he and Jim agreed to last night when they shook hands. Here's Spike about... The statement now spike the,
9: the statement that they released today it's a lie they said that we have repeatedly asked him not it's to a u-
0: lie it's a bold-faced lie my mother's grave is a lie
2: no one has ever told me that you cannot use the police entrance i used it wednesday
9: so if somebody had- introduced to introduce, to introduce uh the killer mockingbird so, if somebody had come to you, Spike, and called you up and said, Spike, from
1: now on, you have to go to the VIP entrance, you wouldn't have a problem with going to the VIP entrance. Not at all. Uh, by the way, about that photo, Spike's not too happy about that either. I'm a filmmaker. That picture, if you look at the picture, is taken
2: from the roof of the garden because the 20 to 30 second clock that's over the backboard is in the shot. Yep. They, that was a setup. They set that photograph. Up so they can use it. That was that that whole thing was arranged. Look at that picture. It's from the roof. The clock above
1: the basket is in the shot. The Michael K Show has asked Jim Dolan to appear tomorrow. Stay tuned to see if he will make that appearance. Meanwhile, at shoot around today, Coach Mike Miller was asked about the situation.
9: I haven't seen anything yet so I really don't know what what transpired the only thing I would say is that that Spike Lee you know our fan we've got great fans
3: we appreciate our fans and and uh you know we want to see him see him out there every night
1: in other basketball news Kyrie Irving underwent season-ending shoulder surgery to repair an impingement in 20 games he gave you 27 6 and 5 tonight Karis Levert gave you 51 in overtime, Nets over the Celtics, 129-120. to 120. <laughs> Nets outscored the Celtics, 51-34 in the fourth and 11-2 in the overtime to win the game. Turning to baseball. Brian Cashman was on ESPN because ESPN had the game today with the Boston Red Sox. Any news on um, what's going on with you know, the situation on Giancarlo Stanton
10: and Judge? Well, in Stanton's case, it's more likely uh, after the season starts sometime in April's, you know, a safer bet. You know, uh, it's only three and a half weeks to go. In uh, Judge, we're still running through a car wash of testing to, to, you know, just rule out that there's nothing serious going on. He's been responding extremely well to the, you know, manual therapy programs that, uh, that have been implemented since the complaint he had. So uh we're optimistic right now that you know you know he's still in play for us as spring training continues, but uh but he's got a few more tests that we're gonna uh wait for the results on before we get a you know clear picture and, and a best guess as we move forward.
1: More cashman on ESPN with the injuries to Severino and Paxton. Must be nice to have Gary Cole, huh?
10: Well, obviously, you know, even with Seve now out, it's that much more impactful. I mean, essentially, we imported a number one, you know, more, no different than when we did CC Sabathia when we turned the clock back. Uh, so he can frontline this rotation, uh, take the pressure off a lot of guys. He's one of the best uh, starters in the game. And, you know, we had to pay for it to bring him here and. Uh, we look forward to him, uh, you know, obviously telling the rubber every five days for us. So it's going to be necessary, especially with some of the injuries we've had currently with Paxton and, and Seve. But we're getting Paxton back, uh, which will bode well for us as we move forward.
1: Also on the ESPN broadcast today, Alex Rodriguez. Very critical of the way the Astros have handled this cheating scandal. One thing that really has upset the
11: fans is you you cheat, you win a championship, There is no suspension, and then there's no remorse. And the last one, I think, is probably the worst one because people want to see remorse. They want a real, authentic apology, and they have not received that thus far. And I can just tell you this, Matty. From a guy who has made, you know, as many mistakes as anybody on the biggest stage, I served the longest suspension in Major League Baseball history. You know, it cost me well over $35 million. And you know what? I deserved that. And as a result, I yes. came back. I owned it after acting like a buffoon for a long time. I had my apologies. And then I went dark. And I wanted my next move to be contrite. But I also wanted to go out and play good baseball and change my narrative. And the way you change your narrative is you have to be accountable. You've, you've earned all this negative talk. You've earned whatever comes your way, including... Whether it's hit by a pitch or negative press, you have divorced yourself from having the ability to protect yourself.
1: Very candid words from Alex Rodriguez today. Oh, by the way, the Yankees beat the Red Sox 9-1. Chris Sale set to get an MRI on his elbow. He began experiencing soreness in his elbow after throwing his first live batting practice session of the spring on Sunday. Also in uh, exhibition baseball, the Mets. We're in action today, and, uh, you know, we're still trying to wait and see if we're going to have a Ioannis Cespedes sighting in the very near future. Sure, it would be nice if we could see what he's able to do. And um heard Jeff Passan, who was on the Michael K. show today, indicating that he doesn't see the Yankees and Mets playing let's make a deal for Steven Matz, even though the Yankees have made some inquiries about that. On the ice, tough loss for the Rangers. They lose to the Blues in the game you heard right here on 98.7 ESPN by the score of 2-1. to one.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Jay Blaze, NYC, Uncle L. Nets tell us Kyrie's done for the year. Yanks get away with telling us Judge and Stanton won't be ready opening day. And K will two eleven both done on the sneak tip all because Dolan nixed things up at MSG. You can't make this up. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm talking about. The small things. You handle the small things. You don't have this nonsense over your head all the time. You just don't. By the way, the Knicks
6: play a home game tomorrow night against yes, they the do. Utah Jazz. Hmm. What do you think that crowd reaction is going to be?
1: Um, I tell you what. Hold on a second, Kevin. I tell you what. I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I think the fans are going to be rooting for their guys. I don't know what response management men will get for the game tomorrow night. Any any sell the team chance? Uh, I'm sure there will be. Well, maybe not because you know you do that. You're done. Done. That, that, that's, that, that's a deal breaker in the garden.
6: But you can't, you can't ban everyone in the crowd.
1: In the arena. But if the person that's closest to somebody that's saying something, if I hear a voice that's right near me, get them out. That's what, that's what you gotta do. Get them out. Done. Bye. See ya. That's what they're gonna do. You'll hear this.
7: See ya.
0: Goodbye, sir. Peace. It's of here.
1: And maybe somebody will even say, shut up. All of that. It's possible. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting vibe at the
6: Garden tomorrow. But that's that's what the unfortunate part is. It is. like It was, and I was watching that game last night, one of their most impressive wins of the last five years when you factor in uh, the the Rockets had beaten them eight straight times, and I believe they've actually beaten them 14 of the last 15 times. It was R.J. Barrett giving you 27-5-5. Five and five. He had the game-sealing shot. You won it on the final possession. Leon Rose, MSG is showing him clapping his hands. It was an incredible atmosphere. Great game. That was supposed to be the story today. Yep, it was. But because, of course, it's not. And as you mentioned, you were the last person to talk about the game. I was. And that was 24 hours ago.
1: Hopefully, tomorrow night, we can just talk about Rudy Gobert and Mitchell Robinson.
6: Uh eh, I doubt it.
1: I know. But I can hope, right? Can I
6: hope? 2030, baby.
1: 2030. No. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Kevin Zerockler, thanks for holding Kevin. You're next on 98.7 ESPN.
7: No problem, Larry. Um, I know Spike is, is to some people, still a controversial guy. Uh-huh. But at the same time, I mean, if this guy is the face of the fanship of New York Knicks. A uh, caller before said that uh, how many tickets does Spike Lee really pay for He's stated today, 28 years, $300,000, $10 million that Spike Lee dropped on tickets. and I mean, he's a guy who's going to buy his tickets and, and, and go to the game every game. He's not a celebrity that shows up one game or two games just to get their face in the, in the uh, on pictures. Spike Lee's there for – I mean, Nick's been really bad since he's been paying his money. You're right. Uh, I mean, and, like, the Nick's, Nick's Jets and, and Mets are so, like, they don't understand the PR. For the, for the Knicks to come out with a, a statement, basically going after Spike Lee after this happened, all they have to say is, we're sorry this happened. Um, we will sit down with Spike Lee and discuss it, and hopefully this never happens again. But instead, they turn it to a me versus you. It's the same thing that happened with Charlie Oakley. You see, one of the most beloved guys who ever played for the Knicks, and you and you have a, a problem with him, and not only have a problem with him, you go after him again. It's the same thing that happened with Spike. I mean, I went to the Knicks game... The game that, um, that they got in a fight against uh, Memphis. Uh-huh. The first Knicks game I've ever been to. Uh, it's actually a really good season up in the uh, skybox level. Uh-huh. Everybody who works for the, for the Garden is tremendously well-spoken, tremendously good people. There's no way some guy was like, oh, Spike Lee, we don't want you here, We're going to do this to you. This is a setup. that uh, That's why they had the picture ready to go. That's why yeah, I mean, this is something that the Knicks were planning to do with Spike.
1: It's that, Kevin. Thanks for the phone call. Said. And it's unnecessary. It is. <laughs> All you had to do was talk to him. And then this is done. It is it is absurd that it has gotten to this level. It's absurd. We shouldn't be talking about this. We shouldn't even have known what happened. We shouldn't have known. This could have been handled right there. When he walked in the door, could have been done. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. He's next on 9870 ESPN.
9: Nah, this this trade from this trade from St. Mark's in Utica tonight, Larry. Oh, oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, 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 Larry. This is ridiculous. It is. Like, you know, first off, let's get Ty out the way first. He over there smiling because his 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 team is actually functional. <laughs> They're a functioning organization. So he already knows how I feel. We 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 spoke earlier. Uh, this is. This is bad for everybody, Larry. You know what I mean, and and you wonder why don't nobody want to come here and play ball? No, I know why. You know, oh, I know why. You know, I'm just I'm not, I, I'm actually you know facetiously, facetiously asking James Dolan that question. Mm-hmm. You wonder why? You wonder why? You know, and then they're always harking back to, oh well, you know how how are the Rangers functioning, and the Knicks just can't function in the same building, same oh. It's, Larry, we can, we could do this all night. It's him, Larry. It's him. And until he's gone, this thing ain't going to get right. You know, we can bring back Patrick for the draft, for the draft lottery. We can <laughs> dig up Dave, the Bush's old suit. You know, we could do whatever it takes, man. It is not going to work until that dude's gone. He's not going anywhere. He's, he's not going anywhere. And, and, you know, it's sad for the fans. You know, and 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 it's really sad for Spike Lee because I, I that was raw emotion on on first take this morning on the Michael K Show. It was he, I felt bad for him because mm-hmm. that's embarrassing for him. You yeah. know, and I heard a lot of people that was like, "Oh man, he's a regular person like everybody else." Nah, he ain't man. You know what I mean? And and, that, and that's a real fan, man. People, people get pissed off when you pay, you got to go to MetLife and pay that $200 to sit out there in the cold. That man that paid $10 million, man, he got every right to be wheeled in on a gold wheelchair. You know what I'm saying? That's a lot of money over the years, man, and to be disrespected that way and treated like somebody up there and, uh, up, up there by the chase deck, that's not, that's not right. That's not right, man, and James Dolan is a petty person. He's very petty because something's going on. And Spike might 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 know what's going on. James Dolan definitely knows what's going on, but there's there's an issue there. Because you don't just single out one person out of an elevator, just like he said, like he running out of A and F, Larry, back in the day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, Larry, that's corny, man. You don't do- yeah. So what about the other people in the elevator? They got their ticket scanned too. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like there was a fumble at the door because it sounds like his his uh, ticket should have never been scanned. That's what it sounds like yep. because he should have never got past that first wave of security, right? But he did. Yep. You, you, but but shout out to them brothers, man. I hope they don't lose their job. But shout out to them brothers that took him up to the sixth floor and then walked him to his chair. Shout out for them for doing that. But they, they can mess around and lose their job. That's you know that's sad, Larry, I've worked in bad places to work. That's sad when you got to go to work and and walk on eggshells because of the owner. That's that's not that is not a good place to work, Larry. Like, I feel bad for every employee at MSG, including Alan Hahn and his hair. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. <laughs> Alan Hahn and who?
9: And his hair. Don't forget the hair. His wait. hair is very important, Larry. I know. I know. Very important. Yes, it is. But yeah, Larry, you know. But it's it's crazy, man. That's. I feel bad, man. I feel I feel embarrassed to be a Knicks fan all day. I yeah. am, and I'm in another. I'm in another state, man. These, these cats laughing at me all day. I know they're laughing at me all day. I'm telling you, and, and some of them are Rocket fans, and they're like, "Ah, oh, man, yeah, y'all got a good win, but we ain't talking about that. We talking about this."
4: Yep,
9: yep. I'm I'm so embarrassed, man. And and shout out to James Dolan, man, because he's he's controlling the narrative, man. And I pray. He shows up on the K show tomorrow, but I don't think he will. Testicular fortitude, Larry. I don't think he's got it. Well, I'll say
1: this in his defense, Trey. He's been there before. He's come, he's come there a couple he times has, before. He has, show, he has showed up before.
9: He has but shown he up. Show
1: up. But will he show up after a day like this, Larry? We'll see. Thanks we'll for the see. phone call, T. Thanks for the phone call. We'll see. It will be interesting to see, to give his side of the story, which may give us a whole different perspective. It just might because the question is obviously going to be why was he asked to leave the elevator and nobody else? But all that once again, and it's, it's like, it's just common sense. Don't let him in the building through that door. Just tell them. I'm doing something different, man. It's how you speak to people. That's all. And as the college just said, very simply, And the garden, send you know, we're working on, we're discussing the deal with Spike. We're having a conversation with him. We'll smooth this out. Laughable, victim. I mean, you know, it's like it's his fault that he went through the wrong door, (laughs) which is a door he's been coming through.
0: You are listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.